0: Hello and welcome to The Beans Media Diary. I'm so pleased you decided to listen in as we've got all of these things coming right up.
1: Uh, co-commentators uh, went off the air for about 20 seconds um, because uh, someone was downstairs with his, uh, his shopping. He, he, got, <laughs> he got his order and you had to literally run down, like open the door. And the guy was like, just chuck it in there. I've got to go back yeah. upstairs. <laughs>
0: My name is Valve Baines and I am your host. In every instalment, I'll be joined by a different person from all the media, sport, technology and everything in between. So I promise you, there'll be something for everyone. In this episode, I'm joined by Chris Arrowsmith from BT Sport. Hello, Chris. How are we doing?
1: I'm very well. How are you, Mr. Baines?
0: Yes, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. This is like... It's like a sort of catch-up for us, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, to be absolutely perfectly honest with you, it's been too long since I last saw your face in person, <laughs> and I bloody missed it, I'll tell you that.
0: We uh, we went on to Zoom, and straight away, we're like, I miss you, <laughs> like, I haven't seen you in ages.
1: You're such a beautiful man.
0: <laughs> right, so I'm going to get into this straight away, what we're here for. So we met in 2008, was it? eight? Uh, yes.
1: You were in your second year of university, and I was a, a fresher.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and you graduated in 2011. So, what have you done from now until when you graduated? Graduated in 2011.
1: Uh, so, yeah, graduated in 2011 um, in the same field that you did, um, creative media practice. Um, got extremely lucky in that. Um, someone that my mum knew um, was looking for an intern at ESPN UK um, who were at the time the uh, doing the Premier League uh, alongside Sky. Um, And so I got a two week internship there. Uh, Someone left at the same time. I worked my ass off for six, seven months without getting paid uh, and luckily got, got a full-time job there. Uh, They went under um, because they just couldn't compete. Got brought out by BT Sport, moved to BT Sport, uh, and then for the last six and a half, seven years, I've been a part of the uh, traffic team, and now the, uh, the technical planning assistant manager.
0: Okay, cool. So, what 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 does a what do you do in the traffic team then? So, if for those people who don't know and don't understand what it is, what do you do for traffic? What's your day to day job?
1: So, traffic is basically um, anything that comes in and out of our building, any live feeds, any. Uh, file deliveries, any programs that go out on our channel have to come in via a certain way, whether it's via um, fiber lines, so like how you get your internet stuff, um, file delivery or over satellite. Um, so every single piece of information needs to be put into our schedules and into our uh, our system. And if it's uh, missed, then it costs us a lot of money, basically. Um, okay. so it's a lot of data entry, um, but it, once you've got it all done, like you can kind of, sit back and just monitor it and make sure it's still happening. So that's, that's basically what, yeah, that's what traffic is. Um, and technical planning assistant manager is um, more to do with um, planning for uh, Premier League football, rugby. Um, so you'll, you'll sit down two or three weeks in advance uh, with the production team uh, and they will basically say, right, we want eight cameras at this game. Uh, we want... Uh, talk back from our studio to the trucks to our commentary team so yeah like, right I need three or four different ways of communication we need five or six incoming lines for uh, all of the cameras uh, and then say if it's the Premier League then you've got match of the day later on in the day so the BBC will need your host broadcast feed as well so you need those lines back out Um, So I basically put that into a a kind of a map alongside uh, a lot of other people. And uh, yeah, that's basically what you kind of work off.
0: Okay, cool. It sounds like if you were just watching the football, you just assume that it all happens automatically. But it sounds like a lot of work goes behind the scenes into into putting into stuff that you see on, on your television screens.
1: Yeah, it's an incredible amount of work. Um, I mean, I I, I barely touch the, the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the sheer amount of work that goes on before it, especially with the engineers um, and all, all of the production teams as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a decent amount of work that uh, keeps me relatively busy from day to day. So that's quite nice.
0: Yeah, because I remember we were chatting when Chelsea played Man City and you were looking after the feed from Kenny Dalglish's house because obviously that's the night Liverpool won the Premier League.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, as a Man United fan, it was. Little, <laughs> it's been a depressing year, to be honest. Uh, it's, not, it's looking better now, um, but yeah, you, you guys, you guys deserved it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 quite weird, like setting up Zoom calls with different people. Um, like I, I look uh, after the Bundesliga quite a lot, and we've got Owen Hargreaves working out of his house. Wow, so it's, it's a constant. Um, it's a constant feed from from his house, like as a co-commentator as well. Even, we've got even. Um, there's actually one funny story where on the Bundesliga, one of the uh, co-commentators uh, went off the air for about 20 seconds um, because uh, someone was downstairs with his uh, his shopping. <laughs> he, he got, he got his order and he had to literally run down, like open the door, and the guy was like, "Just chuck it in there. I've got to go back yeah. upstairs." I'm definitely allowed to say that because it was on uh, it was on Twitter, so I'll make right. sure that I don't <laughs> say this, I can't, I can't be said, I like, get fired in the morning. <laughs> so, what sort of? Because I've always
0: found this interest, So, what sort of like equipment does someone like Owen Hargreaves will need? Then, will will he just set up with a laptop and a microphone, and that's it? Or what sort of stuff do you need? Does he need?
1: Um, so, you've got a, a couple of um, different ways of doing. It. You've got a, a Comrex machine, which is um, strictly. Um, audio uh, same with an isdm which is basically you dial into a, a phone line and um, that goes back and forth um, and um, you've also got um, vision mix as well um, which is the visual as well um, so it's basically it's basically like a, a glorified like zoom but it's like very okay. high end um, so instead of just being able to, to log in like we're doing now and talking over over our laptops um, we've actually had to send him all this equipment so we've been trying to use like the same like eight, ten, twelve, fourteen people that we know are going to continually commentate on those specific games, so we can just leave it there and not have to worry about deep cleaning it, getting it back from him, to okay. uh, it someone else, because it then gets a bit pricey after that. So
0: okay, cool. Uh, so would Owen Hargreaves set that up himself then, or would he have support? Um, or
1: no, so he would have had a, a, an engineer come around and, and okay. install it properly for him. Um, obviously with COVID safety measures in absolute place um as a as a minimum because obviously it's a, it's a pretty dangerous time for, for everyone involved so
0: yeah definitely yeah so with the work that you do just before lockdown happened what would a what would a typical day look like for you would you would you go into Stratford or would you stay at home how, how would it work
1: yeah from from before COVID um it mainly be monday to friday for me uh, and then um for my like, subordinates or like uh, my other colleagues they sometimes i work at weekends as well um go in um check the day schedule make sure that we've got everything um booked in uh via um bt tower which is how we get a load of our um our feeds in so like the premier league preview and review stuff like that make sure that they're all in set up for the right times um, if Where they're all good for the day then we'll start looking further ahead so we normally work two or three weeks maybe even a month ahead just to make sure that we know what's coming into the building and whether uh, we've got enough capacity to bring it all in at any given time and if not try and find solutions to to bring it in at that time
0: okay cool so if you're talking like a month ahead so you're at the moment you'll be looking at champions league games i'll take it
1: yeah so at the moment it's it's slightly slightly different because of coronavirus um uh, a lot of things are still uh, still quite up in the air. Um, less so for Champions League, like so for instance, production will be looking heavily on Champions League and Europa League at the moment now. Uh, and my boss will be having a look and just making sure that we can facilitate what they want. But we won't be too worried about it yet because it's still it's still subject to change. Obviously, not the matches, but like when they happen and what specific things they're going to need, because. You might. Well, we can't fly out to, to Portugal now, uh, so it'll production might say right. We want uh, a full team out there now, okay. um, which they may be able to do, or Portugal might have a a couple more COVID cases and like right. We need to scale it back. We'll only send two people out there. So it entirely depends on how much stuff uh, we're allowed to take out there and how many people we want to take out there.
0: Okay, cool. So, in terms of like, if something happens that you weren't expected, is that like a shock to the system, or are you? Do you have like contingencies in place to to fix yeah. those problems?
1: You do have a lot of contingencies. A lot of kind of um, thinking on your feet. Um, we've had a couple of AFL games recently where um, they were supposed to go ahead in about half an hour before. Uh, it's not really kick off. I don't really know what it is. What you class is. Okay. The- throw it over their head (laughs) um, they had a couple of coronavirus cases and they cancelled that match and we had to try and get another match uh, within 20 minutes Um, in that case it's fine Um, it's knowing the right people to talk to at the right time and and, yeah just it's the main thing really.
0: Okay cool so what advice would you give someone who is looking to get into the media industry because you mentioned earlier that you were working for like eight nine ten months with no pay no nothing no money coming through so is that a do you think that's a key skill to do or what if, sort of advice would you give
1: if you can do it and that's the only way to get into it then yeah it's it's definitely they're definitely going to look at that more favorably than paying you um yeah i if you can avoid it, I, I wouldn't because, I mean, we've got to eat. Yeah, no, I agree, yeah. Um, if you can have a, a side job and then do that at the weekends, like you can do running jobs and stuff like that, which I know a load of people that have um, have come up through the ranks being a good runner. Like if you get on board with the commentators and like people like like Rio Ferdinand and stuff like that because you're constantly getting them get them stuff if you're friendly with them then they'll put in a good word for you and then as soon as someone like that puts in a good word for you then you can sky's the limit really but it's just basically just trying and not not taking no for an answer but in a good way
0: yeah I know you see, yeah um,
1: like just, just be like right like I'm going to continue pushing and, and asking the question like I, I want this job or, or give me something more to do uh, always try and go that extra yard and then people will be like well yeah give them a shot
0: yeah definitely yeah so what has what has COVID-19 like changed for you personally so you you mentioned earlier that you you were working mostly for home is that like the biggest change for you happened
1: yeah it's, it's been it's been pretty weird like I've only worked home probably about nine or ten days in my entire career so far uh until COVID and now it's been what four months yeah um it is weird um it's got a bit of getting used to like I've had to actually have a a proper desk I'm in my uh I'm in my spare room which is a bit weird <laughs> just myself yeah uh, but yeah it's, it's it's actually not too bad like there's some bits of it that are quite hard like having to do a lot of zoom conferences where you've got 15 20 people and they're, they're trying to talk over each other because they want to get their point across and you're kind of yeah. like it should be a lot easier if we were just around a table and it would be a lot quicker but um it's actually it it's quite nice in the fact that you can get emails done pretty quickly. Like you can get up at like if you want, oh, I would get up at seven o'clock, and you could you could smash out a load of work, and then be like, right, I'm gonna have gonna have an afternoon where it's a little bit more chilled. Um, especially in the sports industry, uh, it's been pretty quiet. Sit well up until the Bundesliga resumed and the Premier League resumed at the end of May, June. Okay. Um, but now it's it's now it's ramped up, so it's it's definitely different.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no, because I because I was doing some bits and pieces of the BBC, and it's weird, like doing doing it from home and doing it. You haven't got a desk in front of you, you haven't got like people around you. You've just it's just you and yourself, and it is it is weird.
1: I find it um, slightly harder. No, not not harder it's a weird situation because I feel like I need to be more professional at home. Okay. Because I don't want people to think that I'm just sitting here <laughs> playing at the box and then doing a couple of, couple of minutes of, uh, of work. And you're like, you know, what? actually I can get a load of stuff done. And I want to make sure that people know that I'm at my best. Yeah. So then we eventually do go back and say, well, when I start having children and, and whatnot, uh, everyone, no, not just me, but like everyone within the company are like, well, this is definitely something that we can do because look how much we've achieved in, in the four months that we were at home.
0: Yeah, no, massively. Yeah. So, Talking about sort of your personal life, I know you love traveling. And I know you love going to like different places. What has been like your most favorite place you've been to? Cause I know there's, there's loads. I know you've been to Australia and America and all these really, really cool places, but if you had to pick like sort of one or two, maybe even three places, what would be like your favorite?
1: Um, east coast of Australia, um, okay. like Brisbane, sunshine coast, like it's, Basically, it doesn't drop below like 23, 24 degrees uh, all year round. Like it's just it's paradise for me, uh, and probably Whistler in Canada. Uh, I'm a big snowboarder, as as you well know. Yeah, you're a snowboarder yourself. Uh, absolutely love it. I made a couple of university trips, didn't we, mate? We 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 won't
0: we won't talk about those. It's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was uh, I think it was last last January. Uh, I went to uh, went to Evorias. And I went to uh, went into the bar, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I have horrible flashbacks of of us picking you up and like throwing you across this bar like <laughs> nine years ago. Like, Do you remember this place? You were like, "Oh god!" Oh
0: god. <laughs> what I remember from that trip is you bought a you bought like it's like a black jacket, but it was like furry. And I just remember you like shooting down the slopes with this black jacket. I was like, "Who the hell was that?"
1: It looked like a bloody gorilla.
0: This thing was just like hair everywhere. It was literally hair everywhere. <laughs> it was actually pretty, but Aborigines was amazing. It was good times.
1: Yes. Uh, but yeah, that'd be my two, my two
0: places. Yeah, sun and snow. Sun and snow. The best, the best combo. So, just to like wrap things up, we're going to ask you three questions about the past, present, and future. So, I'm going to start off with the past. So, what advice would you give a 15 year old Chris Arasmith? So, what would you say to him?
1: Um, well, I was going to go down the road of being a fat child and putting food down, but every single one of your uh, your people you've had on before me have, have clearly also been very fat children. They've all <laughs> said the same thing. With the cake, um, Dad, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with um, don't listen to your parents when they say that video games won't get you anywhere. Okay. Because as a 15-year-old child, how was I supposed to know within six years this thing called Twitch would come along? And people would pay you to play video games.
0: I know, nuts, isn't
1: it? With my mind. I could, I could be sitting here being like, yeah, don't work for BT Sport. Uh, I'm a multi-million pound Twitch game streamer. That's what I like to do. Living the dream. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so moving on to the present. So you've got a dinner party. And Chris, you can invite any three people you want. They can be dead or alive. They can be celebrity, non-celebrity, literally Chris, anyone you want to. Which three people would you go for?
1: I would go for David Attenborough. Okay, cool. Just, just would want him to talk about every single exploit he's ever done in his life. And tell me how amazing doing um what is it like, uh, his planet series and whatnot. Uh, didn't his sure. last
0: didn't his last one take like 10 years to make or something silly
1: uh, it mad I mean I hope it's not another 10 years for him to make <laughs> the next one because I'm not sure he'll be around for it
0: but yeah no, he is a bit of a legend isn't
1: he he's an absolute hero um, my second one would be Sean Connery okay James Bond yeah, yeah so same again his his exploits especially when he was in his prime doing James Bond, I can imagine he would have had a very, very good life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd love to hear some of his stories. <laughs> uh, and my last one um, would be the composer Hans Zimmer, who did okay. uh, Batman, Inception, uh, The Last Samurai. Uh, I, just, I just think some of his music's absolutely amazing. And I'd love to hear, hear what he'd have to say.
0: That's awesome. That sounds like a good dinner party So you've got David Attenborough, you've got Sean Connery, you've got Hans Zimmer, and to finish off, you've got Chris Arrowsmith.
1: Yeah, yeah, like bringing up the rear. <laughs> bringing up the rear, exactly. Yeah. Just like we did when we used to play football together. Just bringing it yeah. up. Bring it... <laughs> yeah, just sitting in the back of the net, waiting for the ball to like, fly past me. <laughs> and just to just to finish things off
0: where do you think you'll be in 10 years time so you personally not anything do anything else uh, just you chris where do you think you what you'll be doing in 2030
1: uh i'd like to be heading up um an operations team so being uh, maybe being a lead engineer um hopefully pioneering the next uh next technology within uh sport or or tv or movies would be would be ideal for me
0: Awesome. I I can't think of a a better way to end. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank
1: you, mate. Thank you.
0: If you have made it this far, thank you very much for listening to the Beans Media Diary. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe or follow. I promise I'll be super grateful. A massive thank you to everyone at Beans Media for the help. Make sure you keep an eye on their socials for details of the next episode. Bye-bye.